or Monday, November 1st edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam Martin. And right now I'm solo, uh, waiting for Marcel. He should be joining us very shortly. Hopefully he uh, gets up. I'm assuming he fell asleep or something. That's the only thing I can think of. Guy works really hard. So <laughs> that's what I'm thinking is going on here. But uh, hopefully he jumps in soon. But in the meantime, I'm here, guys. So be here for an hour. Talk about UFC 267. We'll talk about PFL Championship. Dana White's contender series. I mean, there's there's a lot to talk about, man. Like there was a lot that went on this weekend, so I'm looking forward to talking about the card. Obviously, be a lot better if Marcel was here right now, but going solo is not that bad either. So I'll do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, the card was pretty crazy. You know, there's there's a lot to talk about from this card, and um, I'm looking forward to doing that. But again, I think that the PFL card was really good too. PFL Championship was quite awesome as well. Um, and you know, we also have Dana White's contender series to talk about as well. So there's a lot to talk about and let's get right into it. So again, right now I'm by myself, so we'll just have to roll guys with this, but, uh, let's start with UFC 267. Might as well just get into it right now. Great card, obviously main event of the evening. Big upset here is Glover chair defeats Jan Blahovitz via second round rear naked choke. I mean, this definitely surprised me. I gotta be honest guys. This surprised me. Um, I obviously picked Yon to win the fight. I thought he was going to win the fight, but it was Glover Teixeira who got the job done. Gets Jan Blahovitz down, taps him out with the rear naked choke. Very obviously extremely impressive, I should say. I mean, at age 42 to do what Glover did in this fight, it's pretty damn amazing. Hey, John, what's going on? Man, you got John here. Cedric Duom is about to make his MMA debut. What promotion is that for, John? Let me know. But yeah, as far as Glover and John goes, I mean, it was just, it was surprising how, I think, for me anyways, how dominant and how easy that uh, Glover made the fight look. Because Jan's on a bomb, obviously. Like, he has made improvements in his grappling, obviously not good enough. But it's not like the guy's a scrub. Like, if you look at – the crazy thing about Jan is he actually has more submissions on his resume than knockouts. No one ever talks about that. Like, yeah, a lot of his big wins in the UFC are by knockout, but this is a guy who's good in the ground too. Having said that, you have to either be on – like, he's one of those guys that's really good on top. When you're on the bottom, you saw what happened in this fight, and it just wasn't good. He just didn't have – the ability to attack off, attack off the bottom, and he was just really nervous, it looked like, to even attempt to do anything from the back. Super combat. Okay, John, thanks for telling me that, man. Let me know what happens in that fight. I, I'm obviously not uh, watching right now, doing the podcast. But getting into to Jan, I mean, yeah, like I, I just feel like the guy's a good grappler, right? It's not like he's a bad grappler. He's very, very, very good. And in this fight, he kind of like looked like a, I should say, like a, like a novice almost. Glover made him look like a novice in this fight. It was pretty amazing. Took him down and choked him out really quick. And it was a pretty quick choke, too. You know, I've seen some people criticize that. Um, I kind of feel like there's some fairness to that criticism because it was a pretty quick choke, guys. And didn't seem like he really fought it that hard, which surprised me. You know, uh, uh, I, I thought Glover – or Jan, I, thought, I should say. I thought he would be, honestly, the kind of guy – I'm not saying it's the right move or anything, but I, I thought he would be the kind of guy that would almost um, be choked out by a technical submission rather than tapping out. It didn't even seem like he fought it. Now, at the same time, it, it's almost like he conceded that, hey, at this point, the fight's probably over. Um, this guy's on my, this guy's got my back. He's got his hooks in. He's got me flattened on the ground, and he's the best jiu-jitsu guy in the division, so I'm probably going to lose this fight. So I'm assuming that he just, he just kind of gave up and lived to fight another day. I just thought that he would fight the hands more. I thought that he would try to roll over more. He really just looked like a complete novice um, lying on his back there, so pretty surprising, I thought. The way that Glover, or uh, yeah, the way that Glover pretty much dominated Jan once he got the fight to the mat. Like, don't get me wrong, I knew that Glover had a chance to win if he got fight to the ground. But again, you look at a fight, for instance, like the key to Krylov, that fight was playing on the ground a lot too. And, you know, Glover struggled a little bit in that fight, right? So I thought that going up against a guy like Jan, it'd be, uh, be a tricky fight. But man, six straight wins now for Glover to share. 42 years old. It's, it's incredible. It's amazing what this guy's done. I mean, you know what's crazy is that it was 15 years ago this guy – sorry, I should say – yeah, 15 years ago, literally. 2006, October 12th, he knocked out Sokaju. That was, Sokaju was a huge name back then, right? So that's, it's crazy how many years this guy's been grinding away, um, toiling, makes it to the UFC 2012 uh, at age, I want to say, what, 33? So even came to the UFC at an older age, but throughout the years persevered and is now a UFC champion. I think it's amazing. It's one of the best stories in MMA. Love Glover to share, man. You know, it's 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 one of those weird things. Like, I didn't uh, – I had a parlay with with Jan, and I lost on it. Obviously, I didn't want to lose. I was hoping I'd win it. But it was one of the few times where I was like, all right, you know what? I lost, but 
the better man won that night. And it's like it almost felt good to see the guy win. So as much as it sucked to lose, if there's one guy that was going to beat me, it was Glover that I was okay with, that's the guy. So good for Glover, man. I mean, the guy, like I said, just an absolute beast. As far as what's next for him, I'd imagine it would be Yuri Pajatska. That's that's the guy, right? Yuri's right now um, just on a, on a roll. He's on a long win streak. I want to say it's 14 fights. He's been killing everyone in his path, just looking like a complete destroyer. Very, very impressive. And big fan of the guy. Um, now, having said that, you know, Yuri's been finished before. He's actually been choked out before by technical, you know, ironically, I talked about a few minutes ago. He's checked out, choked out by a technical submission by Abdul Karim uh, Edelov, a guy who was in the UFC, I think, once. So he has been submitted before. And he's also been finished twice. But of course, he has 25 knockouts on his own. And man, he's on a long win streak right now. Like I said, it's it's actually uh, 12 straight fights, 12 straight, 12 fight win streak, not 14, but still. Mark Goddard staying due by the ref to do on fight need. That's awesome. Mark Goddard, obviously, he was pretty pissed about that that fight with uh, Eliza Zaleski de Santos. Um, we'll talk about that in a few minutes as well. Like I said, I was supposed to, I was supposed to hear with Marcel John. I don't I don't know where he is. Hopefully, he comes soon. I'm assuming he got sick or something. Had to pull out the last minute. We didn't get a short notice replacement, unfortunately, but uh, it's okay. So yeah, um, yeah, Yuri and Glover's I think going to be the next fight. I would assume. And for Jan, you know, it's tough to see what's next for him. There's a few moves he could do. Obviously, stick around 205. There's lots of contenders like Rakic, uh, Tiago Santos, a rematch. Um, you know, Uzdemir just lost this card. He's out there. You know, can do a rematch with Reyes. There's lots of fights, but there's also that, obviously, the possibility of him moving up to heavyweight because he's talked about that in the past, saying 830 is growing, kind of, it's getting harder for him to cut the weight and to move out of the weight class. So I think it's possible that the Yon could eventually move out of the weight class to heavyweight. But, you know, I, I'd assume his next fight would be at 205. I do like that Tiago Santos shout, though. I, my boy Cole Shelton uh, suggested that. They fought two years ago, and Tiago knocked out Jan. Since then, Jan, the only loss he's had is to Glover. So, and obviously, Santos has kind of struggled a little bit. So I think that'd be a good rematch. I actually think Jan could probably win that rematch. So that fight makes a lot of sense. We'd like to see it. And I think that makes sense. All right, co-main event. Let's talk about this one. I mean, great fight again, guys. Love this love this fight. Obviously, an incredible matchup here between Peter Jan and Corey Sanhagen. Went the distance. Five-round decision. One of the best fights of the year, obviously, an amazing fight. Uh, two guys that are at the top of their of their sport right now. Just they just looked incredible in this fight, both guys. But of course, Pion is the one who wins the unanimous decision. 49-46 on all three judges' scorecards. I, I think that's a fine scorecard. I think you could give 48-47 too. The second round was pretty close. Fifth round was kind of close too, but I, I think that second round was kind of a swing round personally. First, definitely Sagan, third, fourth, and probably the fifth for Jan. But I think the second you could have given to Corey as well. Either way, he lost, you know, and, and even he, after the fight said he admitted full, uh, you know, full well that he was the one who lost the fight. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate uh, for, for Corey because now it's two straight title fight losses for this guy. And that puts him in a tough spot, obviously, because when you lose two straight title fights, it's hard to get back to the belt. But, you know, or sorry, I shouldn't say two straight title fights. The last fight wasn't for the belt, but two straight five round main events, I should say, um, five round fights. And it's, it's going to be tough for him, I think, because he's lost to Jan and to Sterling. So I think at this point, Corey kind of almost kind of rebuild himself in a way. Like he's still at the top of the division, but he's in this weird like spot. It's almost like John Fitch was in a few years ago in welterweight where he had beaten everyone except for George St. Pierre, couldn't beat GSP, and he's just knocking off the other contenders. It's, it's a tough position to be in, you know? Maybe that's not the best example because obviously Corey's a much more exciting fighter, but the point is like when you lose to both the champ and their contender, you're in a bad spot. So we'll see what happens with Corey. I mean, there's lots of good fights for him in the division. I don't obviously find a good fight for him. And I assume he'll stay at 135. But again, I think it's worth mentioning the fact that this guy could switch weight classes too. Like, I think 135 is a great weight class for Corey Sagan, but I believe he's fought at 125 early in his career. I don't think he can make that anymore. But if it's possible, I mean, Cody Garbrandt's doing it. You drop to 125. And again, guys, I, maybe that's crazy to even think about because he's such a big guy. But we have seen some pretty big flyweights in the UFC. If it's possible for you that he could be like one fight away from the title in that division, whereas at Bantamweight, Corey's probably like what? three, four, five wins away from a title shot now? Like, he's way back. Even though he's ranked, like, what, three or something? There's just a lot of guys ahead of him. Like, that division's so stacked. There's so many guys that are going to be ahead of him in, in uh, the title pecking order. So, love Corey sending it, but, I mean, at this point, I, I think it's possible he could consider a weight class switch just because if his goal is to be a champ, which he says all the time, I don't know if he could do it at 135 right now. I think it's going to be very, very tough road to climb. And, again, he was finished by Sterling last year, and now he lost a pretty clear decision to, to Jan. So, as good as John is, and as good as Sanhagen is, I, I don't know. I just you saw that the, there was a level between these guys. And let's talk about Peter Jan. Another amazing performance by this guy. I mean, 
for my money, and he's got to be one of the best pound for pound fighters in the sport right now, right? Like he's he's up there. Um, and again, I don't really consider the fight against Sterling a loss. He did lose that one fight to Magomedov back in uh, ACB. We'll give him that one, but I don't give the Sterling fight a, a, a real loss. So in my opinion, well, we'll go by what it really is. He's eight and one in the UFC, but really he should be nine and zero. Let's be honest, guys. He was obviously winning that fight before we saw what happened there. So I mean, the guy's incredible, and uh, you know, I I think that he's going to obviously be a big favorite against Sterling. I would assume. I'm not sure if the odds are out. Double check right now. Let me see if those odds came out for the rematch. They're not out yet, but I would imagine Peter will be a pretty sizable favorite. The first fight, the odds were closed. I think Peter closed like minus 120, I want to say. Like it was pretty close. Um, I'll double check that right now. But it was definitely like a competitive line. First fight, let's see here. Peter Yon closed at minus 130. So very, very close uh, to what I said. I would assume it'll probably be like two to one, if not three to one, maybe. Uh, maybe that's a little too high, but I, I'm assuming between two and three to one, I should say. Um, you know, Peter obviously is just, he's proven throughout his UFC career. And of course, in this fight with Sandy, he's just, he's on another level right now when you compare him to the rest of the division. Um, the guy's absolutely incredible. And here we finally are. We got Marcel here. Where is he? Marcel, you got something wrong with your thing, man. You're going to have to fix it. But we got Marcel here, guys. So that's a good thing. Let's see here. All right. Well, Marcel's got, he's, Marcel's got a reason that he, he, he missed it, but that's okay. CM Hawk, where can you watch Sega's debut? I don't know. Ask John. John, where can you where can you watch it? Send him the link to it or something. You can throw it in here. I don't mind. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So Peter just looked amazing in this fight. I, I thought he looked incredible, as you guys did, obviously. Um, and I I, I I think he'll beat Sterling. You know, I, I don't like making predictions for fights, you know, that much this much in advance, but we saw this fight this year, and uh we'll 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 you know we'll do that. So hopefully Marcel jumps in here in a second, guys. Apologize for that. Um, sounds like it seems like there's some technical issue with him. So um, let me see here. All right. Hopefully he comes in so I can talk to this guy. Anyways, uh, let's go to the next fight here. Islam Makachev and Dan Hooker. I mean, to me, this was I, I you know, I think that you could have given Makachev a bonus for 50k. Like this was really dominant. Like Dan Hooker's a tough guy. Like, really, when has he been destroyed like this? I, I mean, obviously, uh, Michael Chandler finished him, so we'll, we'll say that. But, like, by submission, when was the last thing he's been submitted? Let me, let me check here. Okay, he was submitted back in 2012 and in 2010 um, in Asia and in, in Australia. The only time he's ever been finished by submission. So it's the third submission loss of his career. Dan Hooker's a tough guy to finish, guys. That's the point. Um, you know, you could knock him out. We've seen him get KO'd a few times, but to, to finish him by submission is very, very, very difficult. And Islam made it look really easy. Uh, it was very impressive, obviously, what he did. Got the takedown immediately, took him down, and, and tapped out the camera. Marcel, here you are, man. What's going on? Hello. Marcel. Give me a sec, man. Yeah, I see you. I uh, just have to uh... Can I say something, man. Yeah, go ahead. No, I don't hear you. I'm zone changing. Your yeah, I hear you. All right. What happened, man? Where are you? Where were you? The problem here is, man, we had daylight savings times. I thought that's what it was. Our source next week. That's the thing. Our source next Sunday. So. Yeah. So my apologies, man. It's okay. I no worries. I figured that's what it was, too. Just like Glenn said, like I said, my source on next Sunday. So no worries. I just talked about the main event and the co-main event. I'll get your quick thoughts on them before we move on, because obviously we're, you know, <laughs> a third of the way through the show at this point. But you know, talking about uh, Blahovitz and Glover, just give me your thoughts because for me it was amazing performance by, by Glover. I just thought Jan, I was surprised how easy he tapped. I, he didn't even fight the choke. That's all I said, really. Any thoughts? Yeah, I was talking earlier about this today, and it might be like uh, when Jan was in that can opener with uh, Glover, yeah. maybe he, he had some, he injured something or so. I don't know because he tapped really quick, indeed. Yeah, I think it was a perfect game plan by Glover taking him down and. Uh, yeah, just being better on the ground, you know, I think was a perfect game plan and for Jan against Sandhagen. Yeah, what a fight, you know, amazing fight, a strong start for Corey Sandhagen and Jan took over. I had a 49-46, I think was a perfect scorecard by, by all three judges. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I, I was talking about Jan Blachowicz for a second. You switched to the second fight? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I, and I, the second fight, quick, so that's yeah, yeah I, for sure. So for me, I was, I was talking about my scorecard. I had a 48-47. What did you have? Okay, 49-46. I the, what, so I thought the second round you could have given it to Corey. I thought it was very close. Possible, possible. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only like, and I thought the third and fourth and probably the fifth were were Yon. Obviously, Yon won the fight. He looked amazing. So what mm -hmm. I said was for um for Yon, 
uh, I was thinking uh, Cole suggested Tiago Santos a rematch. You like that for Jan to Peter? Uh, sorry, Jan Blahovic to bounce back. Do you like that? Um, or do you have another suggestion for him? It's tough, think, right? He's in a tough spot. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I would say Jan Blahovic against against who did you say? He said Tiago Santos. Like another guy is obviously Rakic is up there as well. Um, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I think Jan is still uh, on the on top, in my opinion. You know, so I would per I would kind of prefer maybe Jan against Rakic, and you do Yuri Prohaska against Tessera. Yeah, and you see Ra Rakic, Rakic. Uh, I think uh, in, at Hawani, Smith said that they were supposed to hit, fight him and Rakic. I, I would I would mark Rakic against Ankalaev, for example, man. I'd rather I mean, see that. I don't understand why people are talking about the Smith Rakic rematch. Number one, the first fight was fucking. Shit, it sucked. Why would you want to see this fight again? There's so many yeah. other matchups. Marcel, how bad was that fight? It was terrible. It was just yeah, yeah. getting like, held in the ground for why would you want to watch that again, guys? Come on. There's better fights. Anyways, um, I talked about those two, and then obviously Pyrion Sterling the rematch. I mean, obviously he's, he's gonna be favored to win the rematch. And then for Sanhagen, Marcel, I was saying, I don't know what your thoughts on this, Marcel, are, but like he's in a tough spot now. Like, what do you think about him moving to a different division? Like 125, maybe, or even 145, because he's in a bad spot at 135 now. What do you think? To be really honest, for me, he didn't lose any stock, man. You know, I expected Jan to win, and I think he did great, you know. And uh, the TJ fight, I still think he won that fight, you know. So uh, I know officially it's, it stands like he lost to Jan, he lost to uh, TJ, and he lost to Sterling. So he's in a difficult spot right now. But for me, to be really honest, I still think he has a lot to gain in the in the bantamweight division. So, I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. Um all right. And then the last the other fight I was talking about quickly was uh, Islam and, and Hooker. And what I was saying was – I was just, I thought that he should have got a bonus because I was surprised how easy he submitted Hooker. Like, Hooker, he, he hasn't been submitted in nine years. That's really hard mm -hmm. to do. So, I think you felt the same way about that because I know you were blown away by his performance. So, what's your thoughts? I said, man, everybody was like, Chimaev, best performance of the night. In my opinion, it was Makachev, man. I mean, I kind of expected Chimaev to win. I also ex expected Makachev to win, but not the way he did, you know. Uh, two minutes, 30 seconds, a Kimura. A submission over Dan Hooker is very impressive, in my opinion. You know, and uh, I was—I uh, expected Makachev to win. I think you did as well, but not the way he did it. You know, it was really uh, convincing. It was actually—it looked very easy. You know, and nobody beats Hooker that easy. You know what I mean? So yep. uh, I was—I was really. Uh, how do you say that? I was—I uh, think it was really good, man, to see. Me too, man. I, I think he looked amazing. So now, obviously, there's some hype for him to get a title shot. Now, I was one of those people that thought, you know, I wasn't totally sold on the guy, but now I am, obviously, like we all are. So you think you think you should get the title shot, or what do you think? No, I think uh, still, uh, if, if Gaethje, Gaethje wins, wins? Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes get sense. It. I, I yeah. give uh, Makashev uh, Dariush, and if he wins that one... That's the thing, win. like, everyone's freaking out Dariush now, because at the press conference, you're like, oh, everyone in the top five fought for the belt. So I actually was like, wait, did Dariush fight for the belt? No, he hasn't. He hasn't fought for the belt yet, and he's ranked number three. But, of course, isn't, is Ali the manager of both guys? Is that... He is, I right? I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, That's possibly. what I'm saying. He doesn't want them to fight each other. That's probably what it is. Ali doesn't want them to fight each other. He wants them to go on different paths with the belt. I think. Uh, yeah, you I know. know. Darius is with Ali. He is. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what it is, man? I mean, also people talking like Darius doesn't belong in the top five because he, he, he beat his shot Ferguson. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, he, he beat him convincingly and he did well in that fight, you know? So, I mean, I think he deserves his spot right there. And I think the Makashev fight makes sense. You know, why not? You know, the thing is, if you manage so many of the same people in the same weight class, uh, they, they're going to fight each other. You know, you can't. You, uh, for example, imagine you you have the top five <laughs> in your in your management. You know, you can't say no, they don't fight each other. You know, yeah. it's going to happen. Definitely if you're on the top. Yep, I agree. Let me go to some comments, guys. I apologize. We obviously had a slight mishap at the beginning. Let's go to these comments. Okay, so tomorrow I'll talk about in a second. Um, I'm going to get the – for anyone else in the car, we'll talk about in a sec. But I want to get the stuff that we missed. Uh, okay. Glenn says, Chandler, Barboza, Islam. Three fights without Bearman, three poor performances. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about that. The guy's obviously – he's good with his fighters, and they need him there. So, Glenn was talking about the can opener, too. Yeah, that was – it didn't look like Beyond liked that at all. I mean, what was that? I, I, I was watching it, and my, my uh, fiancé – Anita's never seen that move. She's like, what's a can opener? And I'm like, this is what Mark Coleman used to do. The guy's in pride. This is, this is like old school UFC in yeah. pride, man. Like, you don't see <laughs> that often. That's a move that Marcel, when I trained jiu-jitsu a little bit, I would yeah. do that on guys because I had, I didn't really know any moves. So I just got on top of it and pulled their neck back. <laughs> like, throw the can opener, right? So 
it didn't look like Jan liked it. Jan just looked really. I'm talking about Jan Blachowicz. He looked really off in this fight. It was an offer. It's like he. It's like maybe he had a maybe he didn't sleep well. Maybe the travel was off. Like it didn't. It just looked like he was off. I don't want the anything away from Glover. He was amazing. He probably was mm-hmm. going to win either way. But I just it wasn't the same Blachowicz we've seen. That's the truth. We, we, we shouldn't book Piotr Jan and Jan Blachowicz on, on one I know, card I anymore because people Jan, Jan, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Um, Duam wins in the first round. Who is this guy, Marcel? Because John's been watching this good super combat. Cedric Duam. Dumbe. Dumbe. Cedric Dumbe is a uh, a glory welterweight champion. He's a super technical guy, a very impressive guy. He's he's still the welterweight champion in glory, but he said he wants to stop kickboxing and go MMA. So he has his MMA debut today. uh, And I think that's going on right now, or it's going to happen anytime soon. So uh, yeah, he's uh, he's under uh, paradigm management, uh, Cedric Dumbe, I think. So uh, RC first round, I think paradigm. Um, he, he's a very impressive guy, man. He he beat uh, guys like uh, Grunard, uh, Holtzkin, in uh, in glory. He's a real real good guy, real technical and real flashy as well. Like uh, uh, and cool. real 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 brash as well with talking and all that kind of stuff. So he's he's a really interesting guy. What let me see this guy. Super combat. Um, so he, he just this is an MMA debut, then I guess. It's an MMA debut, yeah, that's good. So he was in okay, so I see he was a glory guy, right? Yeah. Okay, um, can you retweet it, Marcel? By the way, I don't know if you retweeted that, just don't oh, shit, yeah, do that for me because we'll get some more people in, hopefully, yeah. And then, um, I'll get your comments, but I, I, I want to uh, comment about I'm the other idiot, man. No worries, man, that's okay, it's okay. Team Hawk saying another reason why I think Oliver was supposed Dustin because he barely got past Hooker, dude. It's you know what, I've been thinking about that fight a lot lately, like Hooker was. You know, very competitive with Dustin. That was just a year ago, but Hooker took a lot of damage in that fight. Just, I don't know. Hard to say, right? We'll see. Both guys took a lot of damage. But yeah, I mean, Dustin's great, but you're right. I mean, people are sleeping on Charles a little bit. Like, again, Charles is the champion, man. And it bothers me when people are calling Dustin the champion, Marcel. I saw some some guy, I don't know who he is, uh, He's but he's got a huge YouTube channel. I just came across it like a few weeks ago. And it mm-hmm. said, interview with UFC champion Dustin Portman. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, hey, <laughs> Dustin, he's like, you're a UFC lightweight champion. And Dustin doesn't even say anything about it. I'm like, what the hell? And everyone in the comments is like, what an amazing interview. And I'm like, amazing interview when they got the basic fact wrong. The guy's not a champ. I love Dustin Poirier, Marcel. He's not yeah. a champion, though. It's not fair to call him a champion. It's so disrespectful towards uh, Dubronx, who is amazing. Okay, mm-hmm. next fight here. Uh, this fight was 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 really boring, but Volkov wins a decision over Tibura. I don't agree with the scorecards. Uh, I thought it was 29-28 because I thought it was 1-1 and then Third round Volkov. What'd you, how'd you score it? It was a boring fight. Same. I also 29-28. But I, I, I told you from the, uh, last week, man, this could be a very boring fight. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I wasn't surprised at all. Just like CM Hawk <laughs> says, Tabur's improved the defense, but the offense is not the most dangerous. It's just, yeah, it's not good enough, really. The guy, you know, you know if he can get the takedown, he's good. But that's it. If he can't get you down, he's, he's in trouble. What are you going to say? There, there were two, two fights I was really uh, anxious about that were going to be boring. There was this one, and it was the one between uh, Gamsatov and uh, and Oleksiychuk. <laughs> and that one wasn't boring because it was quick. It was over quick. It was, a good, very, it was, it was, it was very quick. It was very yeah. quick and surprising. Okay, let's talk about this guy. And I called this one to a T. So, you know, the... We all knew that Kanzab was going to win this fight, but the question was knocker submission. I really liked him by submission in this fight. He got the job done, choked out the leech in the first round, picks up Jing Liang, takes him across the cage, slams him on the mat, started talking shit. Dana White's there. I mean, at this point, Marcel, he his next fight has to be for a number contender fight or has to be for the belt because he's just so dominant. And when I watch him fight, I look at a guy who's a champion one day. What do you think? I agree with the second part of your sentence. Like I, I agree, as definitely championship uh, is championship material. I think if he's smart, he takes the Neil Magny fight on December 18. That's such you an know? easy fight, but, I think, for him. Yeah, I, I, just, but I don't think you do fight. it. Why wouldn't I, you do it? Because I, I don't think because right now, okay, so this was his fourth fight in his contract, yeah. so it's probably his first contract's done, mm-hmm. or maybe he's been given a second contract. I'm not sure, but either way, UFC's probably paying a lot more money now. I don't think they they look at that fight with Magny because that wouldn't be a main event; it would just be on the card. I don't think yeah, they okay. like that fight. I don't see the point of that fight for them. So if oh, I'm the so UFC, good. I'm looking at um, putting him in on a main event in like January or February um, against Gilbert Burns. I think that's the fight to make. Gilbert's, you know, uh, he's willing to fight anyone. The other guy would be Wonderboy. Wonderboy's also highly ranked, coming off a loss to Burns, but ranked highly. Because if he beats either of those guys, he's super legit, obviously, and then you can give him the title shot right away. I think right now you can't give him the title shot because I think Leon Edwards has to get it. I think if you don't give it to Edwards, there's something wrong with the sport, really. You know what I mean? Like, the guy's done everything possible, guys. So it's, it's Burns or Wonderboy for me, Marcel. Do you like either of those fights? 
I would go with Wonder Boy in that in, in that case, you know, because if Burns wins, you get Burns against Usman 100%, you know what I mean? Uh, which I, I think I, I would like it for Burns, you know, if he gets another rematch, but I, I don't think the UFC would be appealing about it. So I give Wonder Boy Chimaev. If Wonder Boy wins, you still have Wonder Boy, you know, who also haven't fought Usman. Oh, it's also uh, Michael Chiesa is number six, too. He's another guy that's fighting ranked. Brady, right? And I forgot to mention this guy. How about Vincente Luque, guys? That fight yeah. would be fucking crazy. How about that? I didn't even think about that fight, Marcel. Kamaev and Luque. You'd like that one, huh? Yeah, definitely, man. Marcel's uh, getting excited about this one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, it. man. Yeah, man. I, I, I was like, you know, I'm definitely excited about it. But uh, I'm just thinking about yeah. now. Look at the rankings. Like, I know he's four, and obviously Luque deserves he deserves a title shot too, probably. But it's not gonna it's not gonna happen, guys. You know, mm -hmm. there's just a, such a backlog now in this division because they gave that rematch, I think, to Masvidal. I think that really screwed up the division in a way. Not screwed it up, but just it it delayed it by like six months. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like. With the rematch, the one uh, at uh, 261, where we really didn't need to see that fight. But let me get the comments, guys. Uh, Owen's here. Hey, Owen, what's up? Good afternoon. Good evening. Yeah, for Marcel, it's an evening. Owen says uh, Burns cams that. Yeah, I, I like it too. Daniel says he bet on Taburu Cashel the second round with a profit. That's nice, man. Yeah, it was close. And I know that the line flipped. Daniel says Taburu, if uh, all possible, should try 205. I kind of agree with that too. He's a little short for a heavyweight, I found. I mean, everyone's short next to Alex, though, let's be fair. Tim Hawkeye's cans at Wonder Boy. Yeah, I like that. And he's, like he says, Wonder Boy can't decline fights because he just come off a loss. And I think, you know, Wonder Boy's talked about Kamzat and he said like good things about him. And I think he would take the fight. I think he would take the fight. Wonder Boy is down to fight anyone. I think Burns is the same way. Um, I also feel like Luke would probably take the fight too. Now, I don't I don't think Kiesa would take the fight. I'll say that right now. I think that's a bad matchup for Michael Kiesa. I can't see any other way than him getting choked out with the darts for so I'll be honest with you. Um, what, do, what, what do you think if Sean Brady would fight Kamzat Chimaev? I just think it's – I love Sean Brady, but I just don't yeah. think that's the fight to make. I, I think yeah. they could do – does he have a fight book? Does Sean have a fight book? Yeah, I guess Michael Kiesa. Yeah, that's the fight. So if he wins that, I guess they could do it. But I, I feel like, you know – I think they would probably give him Magni. That's what I'm thinking. They'll do the winner, like or, or Bilal, maybe like that. You know, the guys are like between five and ten that are not top five. Because I think at this point, I would say Kamzak could be fast track between those. He doesn't have to fight those guys anymore. He just goes to the right to the top. And remember, he was supposed to fight Leon Edwards, guys. Leon was ranked at two or three, so the UFC loves this guy. Ali never liked any content related to Kamzak on IG. That's so funny. Yeah, he's pissed that he left him. Eh? Kamzak made like the idea of fighting Ali's fighters. That's true. So Gilbert Burns makes a lot of sense in that case, doesn't it? And also Luke as well, right? I think they're both Ali guys. I, be, I, I believe so. Both those make sense. Okay, let's and and Usman obviously too. Usman and the odds, by the way, are out, guys. Minus two hundred for Usman, plus one seventy for Kamza and Marcel. It's crazy, right? Like Usman is a he's a uh, sorry, yeah, he's a bigger favorite against Covington than he is against Kamza, who's only four fights into his career. It's pretty nuts. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. And we had uh, Ankalaev defeat Uzdemir via decision. This fight wasn't great. Um, first round, dropped him. Ankalaev dropped him. And after that, just it was almost like Uzdemir just did everything he could not to get knocked out, basically, Marcel. Just kind of backed up and clinched. And you got a bad cut over his eye. And the doctor didn't even come in the ring. We, got, we have a lot to talk about as far as the commission goes and the doctors and referees and stuff. I'm not sure how a doctor doesn't check that cut. It was a pretty bad cut. Anyways, I mean, what else we can say about this fight? It wasn't the greatest fight, but Ankalaev wins seven straight fights in a row now, Marcel. So I'm looking at him against a top, you know, five guy, like an Anthony Smith, someone like that. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, for sure, man. Like I said, I would yeah. love to see him against Rakic, for example, you know. I think the, the problem with Ankalaev is, is that uh, his career slowed down for like one and a half, two years where he could have been if he didn't lost that fight against Paul Craig in the last second, you know. He would have been yeah. in the top five already of in the top three, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. It's true. That was, I mean, that still bothered me, you know. Like, I thought the guy sucked after. I'm not going to lie, guys, because I was like, who taps out with one second left? Guys really shut me up, eh? Like, he's, he's done well, you know? But he hasn't been on the ground, though, too. He hasn't been on the ground. Um, well, I guess with Crowley, he was. But you know what I mean, Mark? He hasn't been against a, a guy like that on the ground, a Paul yeah. Craig. Kansas has got great buzz. I don't see anything wrong with Magnum for number because I just think he destroys Magnum. I don't think there's a lot of interest in that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, I'm not interested. I'd rather see him fight Burns. Or I'd rather see him fight Wonderboy. Marcel, what do you think about Senegal Rescue? Alma Blade just uh, signed with Fernand Lopez. Any thoughts on that guy? I'm a Balde. I have no idea who it Balde. is. Smith said he got offered Yon Ray after 267. I heard that on today's uh, show. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 have we seen that? We haven't seen them fight, right? We haven't seen Smith and Yon, right? 
No, I don't. Here's the thing so. with Jan. He didn't take any. I'm talking about again. Jan Blahovitz. <laughs> gotta make it clear. He didn't take any damage in the fight. He just got taken out and choked out. He didn't actually like, get. We took one left hook to the head, but I don't think he took a lot of damage marks. It wasn't like it was like a, a drag him out war. So I mm-hmm. think they could turn him around pretty fast. Ankleive, Rakic, Jan Smith. I'm sure I'm fine with that. Sounds good. Ankleive's championship material. Two or five. If the fight a bit boring, defense team wins. The power of that weight creates too much volatility. Very true. I don't have a problem with the way he fought. He fought smart. I just think Volkan was the guy that had the problem with. He just backed up the whole time. Volkan's uh, five and five now, Marcel. He had some good wins, but also very inconsistent. You think, does he stay around? Or you think they cut him at this point, Volkan? That would be a possibility they cut him. It, it kind of depends on how, how high his uh, payout is for his contract. Yeah. I think yeah. if, he, if he got a big contract and uh, he might, they might cut him, you know, it would, be, it would suck for him, you know, yeah. obviously. But, uh, man, I mean, you can't go to PFL, for example, man. I mean, look at Antonio Carlos Jr., you yep. know, a great yep. example. I know. He was in the UFC this year. He lost to Brad Tavares, and now he's a millionaire. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Daniel says the Bruce fight uh, is better agree, but he'll be twiddling his thumbs after waiting for title shot due to the backlog of 170. Very, very true. Okay, let's go to the prelims here. Amanda Rivas defeats Verna Janjaroba via decision. Uh, I mean, very sketchy fight in that first round. She got dropped, and also she almost got choked up by a rare TP choke, Marcel. Yeah. I was freaking out. I was hoping she was going to pull it off because that would have been so fucking crazy, eh? We haven't seen that in the UFC before. Um, yeah. We've seen that in jiu-jitsu and I think in some smaller shows, but Marcel was pretty close to getting here with that, eh? Yeah. Like, that was really nice. What did you think of um, the fight overall? Because Amanda won, but Werner obviously looked good in that first round. It's a great fight, man. I think Amanda came back great in the second and third round and uh was a very competitive fight, you know. Uh, I, I really liked it. Um what what what's the thing with the with that island boy kind of thing with the with this uh, walkout from Inferno? You yeah. gotta tell me this. What what's what's that island boy kind of thing in the U.S. doing right now? So You're it's really... like because Ariel had like uh, played the song or something, and yeah. he he told her to come out to it, or she agreed to come out to it in the show. I I don't watch the show, so I'm not sure, but I, I okay. Cole told me. I I mean whatever I mean, but uh, like listen that those guys are catchy, but they're not really like talented. You know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like I listen to much better music than that. I, I apologize. Yeah, I would never walk out to that song. I had one. one I had one fight, Marcel, on a Muay Thai smoker, and I got to pick yeah. my entrance music. I don't know if yeah. you know this band, but they're called Massive Attack, and they're an incredible yeah. band. And they have this song called Atlas Air. It's an amazing song, and I came out to that. It pumped me the fuck up. Coming out to the That's Island cool. Boys, no wonder she lost the fight. How could you walk out to that and think you're going to win a fight? <laughs> Come on, I'm just joking. But yeah, you know, she just gassed out. It was pretty actually. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of like weird to see her gas like that, Marcel. Like Verna, like she's not really something that gasses that hard, but had no gas after the first round, you know. So we get these comments. CM Hawk says if Maswell beats Edwards, that opened the door for a Cam's that title shot. Yes, it does. I, you know what? That's a great point, CM Hawk. Very, very good point. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Atlas aired by Massive Attack. James Lynch was at my fight, um, and a few other friends. You can ask James, it was awesome, man. The fucking DJ stole my CD, though. I had to buy another CD because the guy stole it from me, and I was, I was like. I was rocked after the fight, so I asked him for it. And he's like, "Oh, he's like, uh, he's like, I'll be back next week. Uh, my son trained jujitsu here, right? I'll give you the CD then." I was like, "Okay, no worries, man." And then I asked the guy who owns the gym. I'm like, "Where's that DJ guy?" Because he, he says son trained jujitsu. He's like, "No, he doesn't." I'm like, "This guy stole my CD. What the hell, man?" Yeah, <laughs> and I love that CD. Anyways, I bought another copy of it. It's, such, it's one of the best albums of all time. Master Attack, Kiglio Land. That song Atlas here, so good. If you like like electronic kind of music, that's that's a good one. John says, "I think they should re- rebook Rebus and Waterson, bringing Rebus along slowly." They could because Rebus is, you know, she's still like a, she's actually a, a draw kind of like she has over a million followers on Instagram. Good looking girl. She can kind of fight, but I don't know, Marcel. I, I'm not completely sold on her. I got to be honest with you, man. I got to be completely honest with you. Are you sold on her or no? I'm not. No, so, sold as a future champion. No, yeah, as a future contender. As a, as a, as a contender, contender, yes. You are really. Like, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm saying you're contender. not. You say, I, I don't say title contender. Yeah. Sold as a contender in the division. Yeah, yes, she's top 10, contender. I would say, but I don't, I don't think yeah. she'll ever win the title, man. Honestly, like she's too many holes in her game, you know, with the, with the submission defense, the with, the, with the striking defense, it's just not good. Daniel hmm. says Adam Bumpy Mouse attack for Bumpy Heads in the Ring. I got my head bumped in that one, too, man. That was, that was fun. Good experience, man. Tristan, hey, buddy, no worries. He's running late. So was me Marcel. Too, man. So. Me too. <laughs> I was going to say, so no worries. <laughs> All right, let's go to this fight. This one we can talk quickly. To who got beats uh, Ramos for decision. Close fight, but yeah, I think the decision was right. Any thoughts on this one? What's, yeah, what's everybody's deal with Tuhukov that they don't like him or something? You know, I think he's a good fighter. Probably because of the thing with um, Connor, like uh, 229. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll probably right? that's that, probably yeah. what it came from. Yeah, I mean, the guy's good, but he doesn't fight that often. If he fights more often, I'll like him more. But, you know, it was a close fight, but yeah, he won the fight. I think it's a good decision by the mm-hmm. judges. Um, going to the next fight. 
Albert Durev defeats Roman Kopilov. Man, this one hurt because I had to bet on the fight not going the distance. I can't believe that this fight. I was screaming at the TV. I was literally screaming at the TV. Jason, please stop the fight. Please stop it. Please. Like I was watching the guy. I'm like, is he gonna create like enough of a a shot to the ground to stop it? And he just Kopilov just moved his head just enough to get out of the way of the shots. I'm like, no, this fight's going distance. I knew after that second round that there wasn't gonna be a finish, Marcel. I really did. Uh, that was that was tough. Anyways, yeah, I mean the guy, um, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Daria the Good, but he kind of got exposed a little bit in this fight. I feel like Marcel. What do you think? You gotta, I don't I, think he's as good as I thought. You know, the thing is with Daria, he gets too cute sometimes. You know, and then he he makes mistakes because if he keeps it more, uh, how do you say that? More uh, like like professional. He would have got Kopilov out of there, you know what yeah, I mean? But yep. he, he liked a little bit too much, and and it's lost stock for me in this in that fight, you know. Like yep. Sandhagen lost, but he yep. didn't lose stock to me. But I agree with you. Lost stock. He won the fight, but I I honestly wasn't that impressed by it. You know what I mean? Like I was Same. way impressed by the contenders. That's why I bet on this guy. But this was kind of sketchy, man. That third round was sketchy as hell. Like yeah. Kopilov is he's not great, but he he almost got him out of there. Tukov is a cheat. When did Tukov cheat? Did yeah, he... he he got yeah he Usada? got Usada suspended. Okay, yeah, that's years. right, that's right. You know if there's any interaction between Khabib could be even comes out. I haven't heard anything. Have you heard anything? No. No. Um, let me gear. Uh, uh, Tristan says I parlayed Durayev and Volkov. That's a good bet, man. Nice job. That's did you get even money? I mean, good, hopefully, hopefully you did. Good job. Durayev going the distance was a dent. Yeah, I know that was tough. Props are tough. And uh, <laughs> Kader anyway, says uh, Sim Hawk, why do you care what to do with it between them? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if those guys are ever going to fight or anything like that, which is unfortunate. But it's all because of Ali, basically. You know, it's all because of you know the, the situation with him. But Kamzat yeah. obviously talked some shit. Khabib didn't like it, and they kicked him off the team. That's basically the end of the story. All right, we got to talk about this fight, guys, because I mean, there's a lot to talk about this one. So this was um, this is fucked up. <laughs> this is Adam's favorite fight of the of the card. <laughs> this is fucked up. So. <clears throat> Elijah Zaleski stands is obviously clearly superior fighter against Benoit Saint-Denis. I still like Saint-Denis, I'll say that, because obviously me and Marcel were both kind of high on him. I, I think he's going to be high. I think he's going to be good at I, 155. I didn't really realize, well, I'm sorry, that his last two fights were at catch rates of 165. I should have noticed that. He obviously wasn't as big as the other guy, and I think that the size played a factor because he couldn't take him down. But at 155, before, I think he'll take a lot of guys down. Now, what are we going to say before we get into Before this? you start, I just want to say, these are the kind of fights I want to actually watch with you on the couch live. I want to see your live reaction with these kind of fights. <laughs> I would love to watch a card with Marcel. You know, that's the one thing that sucks is that back in the day, I used to watch like every card with James. We used to yeah. watch every card every weekend. We'd fucking drink beer. We'd watch the fights. We'd bet on the fights. It was the best. I miss it. He's married now. He's got two kids. I'm engaged. I got a kid. Yeah. He's also living in Vancouver. I live in Toronto. I'm just saying, like, I used to do that every week and I loved it, right? I wish you lived here because I would love to watch the fights with you, man. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, so, sure. as far as this fight goes, and Tristan, I mean, this is probably the closest we I don't, okay. I don't want to be like, you know, uh, what's the word? Like, over, you know, I don't want to like mm-hmm. hyperbolize or anything like that, but like, mm-hmm. this was probably the closest we've seen to someone getting killed in quite some time. I mean, this guy took one of the worst beings I've ever seen. Uh, come on, guys! Don't 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 find the chat, guys. We're all just here to talk about MMA, guys. That's all. You know what I mean? We're all just, we're all here to talk about MMA. We're all here to have a good time. We're not going to just we're not going to agree on everything. I, just, I want a nice clean chat, all right, guys. But as far as this fight goes, Marcel, you know, for me, it's it was hard to watch. You know, it was hard to watch, and I felt like this was the kind of fight that someone could die in. I really did because it's prolonged damage. It's prolonged beating for unnecessary amount of time. Fight should have been stopped halfway through the second round, end up going the full 50 minutes. That makes no sense. Um, the referee, Slava Kislevev, or whatever his name is, he's a piece of shit, should be fired. Should never, he should never referee a fight again. He probably bet on this fight going the distance. He probably bet on the fight going over two and a half rounds. He should be investigated for it. That's the what I'm thinking is happening here, Marcel, because there's no reason the fight should have been stopped. Not only that, but why the corner not stopping the fight or even talking or, or even considering it is, is complete bullshit. You sent me the article last night, uh, Daniel Warin. He's the coach of Benoit Saint-Denis. He also used to coach uh, Anderson Silva, Leon Machida, Dan Henderson, a bunch of guys. So he's been in the game a long time, but he's he's an ancient dinosaur, and we need guys like this extinct from the sport. We need to get them extinct from the sport. People that think like this are stupid. People that think that you're only a warrior if you keep taking damage are, are stupid, and they're stuck in an old way like that. Um, obviously, you know, I'm not a professional fighter, but I used to train uh, Muay Thai and boxing, and during one sparring session, I broke my arm in the ring. And I right away told my coach, I said, I think I broke my arm. And I did break it. And he said, no, you didn't keep fighting. So I kept fighting. 
Uh, later that night, I went to the hospital and they said, why didn't you come to the, the hospital 12 hours earlier? You broke your arm and now it's, you know, it's even worse now. My arm's never been the same since then, Marcel. This damage goes on past that fight. It's going to continue on through the rest of his life. That's life-changing damage, honestly. So for me, I'm disgusted by what happened here. And I also think the UFC is to blame because they picked this referee to be the ref. They did pick him to be the ref. They pick all the rest in Abu Dhabi. They chose him as a referee for this event when he's obviously not capable of being a referee. So I think UFC is complicit in this a little bit too, but obviously it's the referee in the corner for Marcel. And again, I just think guys, you know, I love the sport. I love seeing guys get knocked out. Who doesn't? I don't like seeing guys take a take a, a like a career damaging beating. It was sickening. It's almost sickening to watch sometimes, Marcel, when you see a fight like this. Like I just it bothers me a little. It's like watching someone just get beat down in the street, like and they can't defend themselves. Give me your thoughts on it, man. Just obviously, I'm sure you guys feel the same. I'm pretty bothered by it. Give me your thoughts, guys. I mean, you know, the thing is, uh, he has arrived before in the UFC, right? And the, and also the Russia, Russia right? Events. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I think also another Abu Dhabi event. I mean, yeah, it was pretty bad, you know. It gave me flashbacks for like Mike Davis and Thomas Gifford, yes, you know. Yes, and, uh, that was terrible. Who was the ref in that fight? Do you remember? I honestly don't know, but I can look it up. And, and it also reminded me of uh, Valentina and, and Priscilla because of what uh, Ben, uh, but Daniel Warren said. He said, "I wanted my fighter to be a warrior. He's a warrior. Go to the shield. Fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. We don't <laughs> need people like this in the sport. We don't need this in the sport. If a guy's <laughs> gonna lose, he's taking career-changing damage. Stop the fight. Throw the towel and stop the fight. And also, I saw some people saying, you know, throwing the towel. You can't do that. That was removed from the unified rules years ago, guys. You can throw the towel and stop the fight, or you can call a corner stop between rounds." which they should have given between the second and third round. The corner should have said, this fight's over. I'm not sending you out there anymore. Marcel, I would have yeah. not – there's no way I would have sent my fighter out there. No chance. That's 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 really dangerous. CMOX says Ben Waz manager said they're pissed at the ref, not caring about Benaz. Didn't even do- call a doctor, and that was an absolute joke. Um, Glenn says uh, UAEMAF, only four months old. Goddard's done all the ref and judge training. Goddard takes some plane too. Some judges are inexperienced too. I know Goddard was pissed, obviously, what happened. You're right, Glenn. It's, there's a lot of people to blame for this. But at the end of the day, I think the referee was the guy in the cage. He should have stopped the fight. And also the corner could have stopped the fight. They're the two people to blame uh, over anyone else. Because the fighter's not going to ever stop the fight. The fighter's not going to say, I quit. You know what I mean? You're not, it's not on the fighter to say that. You know what I mean? It's on the ref or the, or the coach to do it. What are you going to say, Marcel? Andrew Glenn was the referee for Gifford again. Yes, in Florida, I believe, right? He's a, he, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if he's even ref to fight since then. He's a, he was a scrub, too. That was bad to watch. It was like that was gross to watch, Marcel. I felt like the guy was going to get killed in the cage that night with uh, the Thomas Gifford fight. Uh, couldn't help uh, think of how they screwed Hardy and UAE, and they were all screaming, "Stop the fight!" It's so true. It's so true. They were all screaming at Paul Felder in DC. I was screaming for my for my coach, though, to be fair. But it's funny how Dan Hardy got really um, scrutinized for that. But everyone else, it was okay. You know, it's okay for them, right? If you're, if you're, uh, mm-hmm. if you're Daniel Cormier. Tristan said, I know a lot of people lost money under 2.5. It was a bad beat. Um, probably one of the worst beats, I think, of the year. I still think that Peter Yon, <laughs> the one I bet on when he fought Sterling, that's the worst beat of the year because he was clearly winning the fight mm-hmm. and then he throws his legal knee. That's the worst bet, like the worst bad beat ever. <clears throat> Tiamak, I wonder what happened to Demir. He had a bad weight cut. He looks sick. Dana White was like, uh, he just had a bad weight cut. He's not injured or anything. It's just a bad weight cut. Didn't make the card. The fight got canceled. Not to make light of it, but it's kind of like there's one fight each Abu Dhabi card gave to the Dan Party incident. It's almost, it's almost true. Any other thing, um, anything else you want to you, talk about? Yeah, go ahead. You know what was was ironic? Then I I I remember this ref uh, fought uh, Gilbert Ivel in his first pro MMA fight. So I looked up the fight and uh, I posted on Twitter. And actually, he got beat up by knees by Gilbert Ivel in the clinch, and his corner throw in the, the towel <laughs> for the referee himself. So the referee doesn't doesn't have mercy on the fighter, but his corner when he was fighting, they throw in the towel. You saw it as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Okay. I know. Um, I know. Isn't that funny? Anyways, uh, let's go to uh, next fight. Lexiak defeats Gamzatov. Gotta be honest, this surprised me. I mean, I, I knew this fight was gonna be like competitive. I thought either guy mm-hmm. could win, but I didn't think he'd be like this, Marcel. So Lexiak, great win. I mean, he needed this. Any thoughts? Very, very good showing by Mikhail Alexeychuk. You know, um, what can what else can we say? I mean, like I said earlier on this podcast, man, this was either a sucky fight like Volkov to Bura. That's what I actually actually expected. But man, Oleksiychuk looked really good, and he stopped Gamsatov. And Gamsatov still, I was undefeated, you know. Um, and I think almost all Dagestanis and Chechens won on that card. Only Gamsatov didn't. So it's good yeah, I know. It was, it was one of those nights. Yeah, 
Um, and almost all the favorites won, but Jan Blahovic lost. So that pretty much destroyed everyone's parlay. Everyone thought they were going to cash out big, and then Jan Blahovic mm-hmm. goes and loses. Hopefully, uh, you did that. You uh, hedged. Santos Walker not going the distance. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Um, and also, Tim Hawks asking Volkov versus Sakai two days away, or Aspen and Aspen versus Yarier. I think those fights. I think Volkov's going to take a step down after this one. I don't think he really deserves a top five guy. You know, even though he's ranked five, I think he deserves. I think like Tom Aspinall would make kind of sense. Someone like that who's on the rise. You know what I mean, Marcel? Almost. I do Volkov against Jair and Aspinall against the winner of Sakai Tuvasa. I would do that. Sure, I'm fine with that too. Um, Leroy Murphy comes back after first round. You know, Marcel, I got to be honest. I thought Macron was going to win the fight after the first round because he had to take down so easy, so easy, and he was controlling you know, I, him. But if fights were if fights were one round, Amir Khani would be the champion in the UFC. Oh, I mean, it's not in question. The, how many first rounds did this guy won and then chit to bed after that? I mean, it's happened <laughs> yeah. so often. But he really is a good wrestler, you know. But, I mean, he got caught with that perfectly timed knee. It was an amazing knee. You know, Leon thought he should have got a bonus. It's it's possible, but the thing is, like, he lost the first round, right? He comes right with the knee. So, was it really performance of the night? I don't know. It was a nice knockout. Don't get me wrong, but is it performance I mean, of the night? I don't know. Adam, how, how many times we saw guys losing two and a half rounds winning? Yeah, you're right. Like, Martin Held and uh, what's his name? Um, what's that guy's name that Mark, they knocked out Held? Uh uh, uh Damir. It's, Damir uh, is uh Hadzovic. Hadzovic, yeah. No, I was gonna say it's, it's Hadzovic, yeah. That yeah. was like that exactly. Um so yeah, I mean Biron looked good and uh guy's got a good story and stuff, the miracle getting shot in the face and surviving and living on. So pretty amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Um curious to see what's next for him. This division obviously is completely stacked at 145. So he might get a top 15 guy. Yeah, do you think he deserves a top 15 guy? I don't think he'll get the Lev, uh, Evlov to prove a winner. Those guys are going to get someone, like a name, kind of like they'll get like a mm-hmm. zombie or something, I think, someone like that. Yeah, also, I don't know why people parlay Yawn. Yeah, they weren't great. I mean, I parlayed him, so I don't know, like, <laughs> what can I say? I parlayed him. I thought he was going to win, man. Marcus says, What do you think is future cash calls for the UFC? I like Islam and Kamzat, maybe O'Malley and Patty. They're all good. Hey, Marcus, good to see you, first off. And I think all those guys make sense. Um, just just I, Islam and Kamzat, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, those guys are way ahead of the other two, I think, because they're just so good. They're so dominant. They're so well-rounded. All right. Uh, but, you know, I will say, though, uh, um, Kamzat has some English. Islam, does he speak English? I don't know. And I think that that does. Bit. Yeah, it'd be not, it, uh, Dana White was asked this the other day, like, does, does he want these guys to learn? Dana's like, I just want them to fight. But let's be honest, guys. Like, you can market yourself to more audiences when you can speak a the English language because it is more Listen, of a universal language. For me and probably for you as well, we don't give a shit to be real. I don't care. I'm just saying, the, but for casual for the, fans, for the it's casual really, fans, it's important. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant to say. Because, and I'm not trying to be like, <laughs> I don't want to sound like uh, judgmental or anything. Because I can't speak another language really either, so it's hard to you know, it's hard. We're we're a loser of Evlop spirit. Yeah, you could do that. All right, um, go to the next fight. Two fights left on this card, and we'll talk about PFL and contenders quickly. Get out here in an hour. Uh, Petrovsky defeats Kuzad Song. Uh, this fight. Petrovsky's okay. I mean, he's obviously got a good ground game and everything. Kiyo on Marcel, this guy deserves to be cut from UFC uh, right now. Like, this guy should not be... And don't worry, Daniel, you didn't insult me. Don't worry. I just... I made a bad bet, you know, and that's, that's the truth. You know, Marcel, uh, this, guy is, this guy's pretty bad. I mean, I can't think of a, a guy that looked, like, more green uh, since, like, a guy in the contender series, basically. Like, I, he's getting caught, right, Q? I would expect. I mean... Uh, he didn't look good against Cyril Askar and against uh, Rashad Coulter. And yeah. anyway, now gets to middleweight. Um, this was also not good, you know. And people were like, uh, that, that was weird to me, man, in the broadcast. They were like, uh, Petrovsky is heavily gas- uh, gassing. I was like, who is also gassing, man? He has his mouth open from like three minutes in. So that's like, I, I'm, I was totally not, uh, how do you say that? Um People Agreed. were very not confident, yeah. not confident that he was patrol. I was super. I, I wasn't too. I gotta be honest. I w- when I was watching the fight, I kind of felt the same way. I gotta be honest, but he was just terrible. Like he can't even stop a takedown. You know what I mean? Uh, Tristan, we'll talk about contender series tomorrow, man. I don't have time today. We only have time to do this in PFL and contender series. We'll talk about tomorrow's contender series tomorrow. Um, last fight, Marcel. I want to hear your thoughts on this. How'd you score this fight? Ulan Beck up Nascimento. I actually thought Nascimento won the fight. I would have scored the first two rounds for him. I scored a 29-28 for Ulan Bekov, but I, I can see a turn 29-28 Nashimanto scorecard if you uh, don't count the control of Ulan Bekov, which is possible, you know, but uh, it's very hard to, to win a fight from off your back. You don't it's see it often, tough. you know? It's tough. I, I'm not saying it was, you know, a bad scorecard. I think it's fine. It was a close fight, but 
no, there's three. There's three judges. Ben, ben Cartledge, who's a very good judge, I think he did. He was the one who scored the first two rounds, and I think it's fine because he did more damage and he attacked more with the submissions off his back. And Uwe Beckham just had top control and did like no damage until the third round. So I think it's you a fight score. It was close. It was a very. He shouldn't have been minus four hundred, obviously. <laughs> no, no. You know, Car Car if Cartledge scores a certain fight a certain way, I always second guess myself because Cartledge is he's not really a bad judge. Game. He's actually one of the better ones out there, I would say, like yeah. right now. So he's 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 solid. I, I think he's decent. Um, they get these last couple of comments, guys. We got ten minutes left here. Um, yeah, Tristan, I'll talk about it tomorrow with Marcelo the Contender Series. Um, Daniel says Dano's uh, desperate for the Chinese market. Hugh versus Spencer is beat. Wait, wait, wait! What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to reread re re that. <laughs> that's so funny. But they are desperate because that's why they gave the title shot to, to the Wheelie. They have all these Chinese mm -hmm. fighters on the Contender Series. They're, they're desperate to get one of them again in the UFC. They all are, keep blowing their. Their shots. Marcus says, I can't lie. At this point, see Mike. We didn't talk about that. Mike Perry left the UFC. His, yeah. his contract expired and they let him go. I thought they were going to resign him. I'm not a huge Mike Perry fan, but you know, he was kind of entertaining at times. I think there were fights he could win, you know, in the division. Like he beat Mickey Gall last year. Mickey's on a roll now, right? So, mm. any, any thoughts on that, really quick? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think he was, was ever going to be a champion, but he was a fun addition on every card, you know. You know, he came to fight. That's it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's oh, true. All right. Um, I think that's it for UFC, guys. And look, Glenn said, in 15 minutes, he went back to playing AC Strikes. It was a ter I thought it was a terrible performance by the guy. Like, I, it wasn't as good as I expected from him. Like, I guess he did enough to win, but Marcel, like, didn't you expect a little more? I did. You know, I think the guy's a good fighter. I expected more. I felt would have been a close fight, would have been a decision, but I expected Ulan Becker to do a little bit more better. And also, Nashimanto, man, still a loss, but still a great debut, I think, in the UFC. Yeah, man. I mean, like, the guy's, a, you know, I think he's in his 30s, so he's not, like, a, I believe, right? Like, I want to say he is. Let me, let me double check. But I think he's, like, 32, I want to say. Uh, 30, he's 30, sorry. He's 30. Okay. So he's, 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 he's a veteran. He's been around for a while. And it's crazy, mm -hmm. right? Like, he's fought, he fought Ricardo Ramos, like, eight years ago or something, Marcel. You know what I mean? So, anyways, I, I like the guy. Um... Any, any other, you guys have any last thoughts on this before we talk about PFL and, and characters last week really quick? Anything else, Marcel? Nothing. All right, I think we're good. So we're going to move on from this card, guys. Let's talk about PFL because this was an amazing card. And it's, it's just, you know, for me, it's this is PFL's fault. They don't market good. They don't promote their product good. They have, a, um, they have an amazing uh, concept. They have amazing fighters. They have good commentary. They, have, they pay out really good. But they promote really poorly, in my opinion, and their broadcasts are just complete shit. Like because they, it's like an hour between each fight. I saw Chuck Mendehall yesterday saying he was like, "I'm bored from this card because it's not one fight per hour. We're getting three fights an hour." Like <laughs> the pacing in PFL is just complete trash. Like I, I don't know There's... who they're marketing these cards to. This card took eight hours to get through ten fights. How does that make any sense know. to you? What? I don't know, man. I took the day off on Thursday. I was so I happy. Know. You know, you didn't take two days off, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, there were other. I think uh, what was the fight first? I think it was Wade against Kaibu Live, and after that came Clarissa Shields. And there yeah. were like between that fight, you know, let's watch some highlights from earlier this evening. And they're gonna go with, through the rounds like okay, little highlight, okay. Then they're going to uh, several promotion clips. Yeah, they they could have put that together. Why are you doing Adam, for fuck's sake, they're going back to Wes Khalifa's opening. Who cares? You know? <laughs> I didn't mind watching it the one time, but fight. after that, I was like, okay, we're good. We got the show going on. What's going on here? It's almost like these guys have never seen MMA broadcast. Some of these things they've never seen a sports broadcast before. Imagine you watching an NFL game and they showed every touchdown 10 times after it was scored. We're talking <laughs> and they showed, they showed the, the goal. Like, tech, okay, guys, we have to watch replay from every angle, then the game can continue. Like, come on. Uh, this is. A, it's terrible. I love again. I like the like. I like their concept with the tournament. The payout for a million dollars is amazing. The fighters are really good. It's a really underrated promotion, but they have a lot of issues too. Yeah, the fights are Biggest great. Biggest night of the year in Yeah, <laughs> I don't agree with that. Let's talk about yeah, it quickly though, Marcel. Also, oh, ahead, also the th the thing with like. The promotions like this is the biggest. The, also, Corey Anderson like shedding on Jan Blahovic. Like I beat the guy. Like, dude, yeah, I, and then I, fucking I, Scott Kroger comes out and says, he's, up, man. I'm so he's like Scott Kroger's like I've never felt more confident than than uh, yeah. this than ever before. And then someone someone sent him a tweet showing Vadim Nemkov got finished by Yuri and Ryzen. <laughs> They're like, are you <laughs> yeah. sure, Scott? Like, I'm pretty sure Yuri might be the best guy right now but we don't know yet um let's talk I, about the I really fight. hate that man give Grover some respect you know I know it's so disrespectful to go and do that it's such a scummy move but Bellator Bellator sucks 
I mean, let's be honest, guys. Like, it's just not the – it's not as good as it used to be. I used to love Bellator. I actually liked it better when, when Bjorn Rebney was the promoter. I really did, Marcel, because it's more interesting to me. Better fighters. Guys like Michael Chandler, they were discovered by Bjorn Rebney. Who has Scott Coker discovered? Who has he discovered? No one. They, they Like, no one really, right? Like, I don't – I don't like the Bellator now. I don't see the point of it. They don't the matchups aren't aren't interesting to me. Anyways, I'm not gonna complain about it. I just I just think Bellator <laughs> when you compare it to the UFC, even PFL, I feel like honestly it's UFC, PFL and Bellator. For me, that's how it goes. I, I'm not interested really in Bellator that much. Like in this card this weekend, there's like maybe one or two fights I'm interested in. Most of them I'm like, I don't care about these fights. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just they don't matter. Like they literally don't matter. You know what I mean? Uh, Daniel says no disrespect PFL. I like some other production, but I fell asleep. Yeah, I wasn't. It was just too long. I liked it too, Tristan. I liked the Bjorn tournament. Yeah, I went to a few of back in the day too. On that. I liked that as well. Yeah, I love the tournaments. They were great. I got to discover so many fighters, like you know, guys I never knew, would have known who they were. Okay, let's talk about we like we're gonna go a little bit over, but I gotta get going soon, obviously. Um, let's talk about good. this card quickly though, Marcel. So, I mean, there's not much to say here. Kayla Harrison defeats Terry Guardado. Why would she go to the UFC? She's going to go back to PFL, right? She's going to sign with PFL, and she's going to beat up more girls like Gordetto. She's probably going to be Kayla Gordetto again in the finals. This time, she's going to finish by first cross submission, probably. So that's, I mean, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what to say about. It. I like Kayla Harrison. She's I mean, a great fighter. I'm just, why would you, why would you not want to get paid a million dollars to beat up some part competition? She's going to stay there. I mean, if you if you work for like saying. Uh, uh, at the mall, at the local mall, you know, and you 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 earn like I, I just saying you earn like ten thousand dollars. You don't earn that, but you earn ten thousand dollars, and then you got an offer for another mall who is bigger and has much more look, uh, luxurious products, but you only earn five thousand dollars. You know, why would you go there? You know, it's just, I know I, I, I'm with almost you. guaranteed one million dollars. And I mean, if they match her up somewhere with Clarissa Shields, she beats Shields as well. You know what I mean? So, no doubt. <laughs> Tristan's leaving. No problem. Thanks, Tristan, for, for coming today, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate all you guys who joined us. Um, we'll how about this fight? I mean, Ray Cooper, Megan, Megan Karamov, bro. Yeah. I, I was like, it's just a matter of time till Megan Karamov puts him out. Like, he's sitting there against the fence, eating punches, and then just complete, like, just knocks him out cold. I mean, the guy's power is insane. And I would love to see him in the UFC. But again, you know, Ray, Ray Sefo said he's not a free agent. He said he's wrong because he's a champion. They have a champion's clause. So he's going to resign probably with PFL. And again, it makes sense. Why would you go to the? Why would you go fight? You know, Usman in the UFC, Marcel, when you can fight. I'm not saying Megan McCarroll is really good, but he's obviously not as good as Usman. Obviously, right? Again, why would he? It's like Marcel. It's like going from. It's like getting paid a million dollars to work at Walmart, right? Yeah. Or you get paid like a hundred thousand dollars to work at like Gucci or something. Like why? Just because of the name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it makes no sense, you know. So yeah. if I'm well, making on Instagram PFL and, and do win another tournament, he's won two. He's won two million dollars, guys. I mean, this, these guys are prize fighters, man. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, he's one of the highest paid fighters in the sport now. Pretty amazing, right? Eh? Um, yeah. Let's talk about this fight quickly. Clarissa Shields gets exposed, loses to Abigail Montez. You know what's hilarious, Marcel? I put some tweet out saying she got exposed, and I spelled her name wrong. Some 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 guy sent a message to me saying it was racist for me to spell wrong because I'm a white journalist that I didn't care about spelling her name right. I'm uh, like, uh, bro, I spelled her name with that. an I instead of an E on Twitter, and you're complaining yeah, yeah. about that. What an idiot! Eh? I, I like, want to see who that. You gotta show me who that is. I, I, I muted the guy. I didn't even block him. He, he's probably talking to. He's, he's talking to me when I'm not even listening anymore. I don't block. Was he DMing or, no, he sent me a message. He said like he re, he quote tweeted it and said like uh, because you're white, you don't uh, respect your name or something. I was like, really? Like people are fucked these days, guys. Honestly, and you guys know me. I'm, <laughs> I'm I, I love everyone, man. Like I'm not, like there's no there's no race bone in my body. I just think Clarissa Shields is not very good at MMA. Up, up, up. <laughs> Works so up. <laughs> oh my god, man! Greg Jackson, this is his favorite movie, apparently, right? <laughs> it's like it's been a lot of so weird, you know. There's a the thing though, yeah. like Montez is not even that great. I don't think, like maybe she'll, you know, maybe mm -hmm. the UFC one day possible, but I don't think this wasn't like the best result because it's not like she's like going to be a future superstar, you know. Now she knocked off her her big name, but didn't you thought like she gonna they're gonna screw Montez with a split decision loss? Didn't you have that feeling? Yeah, yeah, I kind of did, but you know, I'm glad they got it right because obviously she won the fight yeah. 20 and 20. Actually, I think you could have yeah. did 20 and 27 because that third round could have been 10, 10 8 because she had the full mount, was just destroying her. And one judge still scored her for shield. That's so crazy. Race over Ray Cooper shot raised completed and biggest end maker of the year. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, this fight, one of the best fights of the year. If you didn't see this fight, one of the best fights, one of the best heavyweight fights probably ever. Amazing fight. Uh, Bruno Capitolos yeah. defeats Anti Delia. I love this fight, Marcel. And what makes it even more special is that Bruno's dad died last week and the family didn't tell him until after the fight. Amazing fight. Uh, amazing guy. 
I would love to see this guy in the UFC, but again, why would he come to the UFC when he could fight guys like I'm not saying Delhi's bad, he's a good fighter, very good fighter, obviously, Marcel, but Let's be honest. These guys are easier to beat than a guy like even Curtis Blades who's not even a champion. You know what I mean? And I Curtis is the perfect guy, I think, to go to PFL and win a belt or a championship, a million dollars, something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love this fight. Uh, I love Bruno. He's a very exciting fighter. Any thoughts on this guy? I love him, man. It was great to see. I want to thank PFL for the so many commercials because I missed <laughs> kind of the first round because I fell asleep. Uh, yeah, it was a great fight from what I saw. It was also great pace. They keep they kept on going. Um, yeah, man, and almost, man. I mean, Capelos, I won the fight, but if Delhi, I won, that would have been a story, right? He was yep. supposed to go to the UFC fighting against Real Gan. Uh, was still on the contract with PFL. That PFL was like, dude, you come back, you are still on the contract. He, he reached the final, you know, but uh, just not the one million. But uh, yeah, it was a great fight indeed. For heavyweight fight, amazing. Yeah, I agree. Kabuliev and Wade was a pretty boring fight, let's be honest here. Which <laughs> part, I don't know. I also I feel like it's so disrespectful to put those other title fights on the on the prelims. Like that's so disrespectful. And they put Kirsha yeah. Seals in the main card for what? So she can lose. But so, also, why would, go ahead. Why don't you put? Listen, man, Kyla Harrison. I know this their star, but she shouldn't have been the main event. She is, Ray should have been the main event against yeah against Gordon. Ray Cooper. Ray's um, the best fighter I think in PFL, and he should have been in the main event. Um, going to the prelims, <laughs> the prelims for million dollars. Antonio Carlos <laughs> Martin Hamlet. Um, yeah, great performance. I mean, the guy made a good decision going to PFL. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. He looked, he's looked really good in PFL. Roush Manfield looked amazing against uh, Roy Radzibov. That fight was fucking incredible. One of the best fights of the yeah. year, I would say. Marcel, it was that good. This and again, opened, it's a shame that. It, that's what I'm saying. This should have been the main card opener. On paper, it was a good fight, and then they put it on the prelims. So stupid. Jordan Young comes back and defeats Omari Akhmadov in the third round, wow. one of the biggest upsets of the year. Uh, unreal. I mean, Omari is winning the fight. I told my friend to parlay him, and he's like, oh, man, he's like, thanks, dude, for the free money. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, shit, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was nuts. I mean, it's MMA, right? Anything could happen, and this guy gassed out again. Sure, sure. But this time, got finished, Marcel. You know, he's a guy who gasses. We've seen him get finished multiple times in the third round. Um, Julia Budd defeats Caitlin Young. Very boring fight she did what she had to do but mm-hmm. i'm not too excited about julia bud to be honest with you marcel i don't really enjoy watching her fight even though she's canadian just don't really find her too exciting her style is not very exciting and then don madge had a great performance i'd say against that nate williams got taken down early marcel but got back up and then choked him out uh, i really yeah. like don madge obviously i know you do too any other thoughts any other thoughts on this card we'll get our it was a very good card just it didn't have to take 10 hours to get through I like to see Roush first. You saw that. <laughs> I like Roush though. You know he was cleaning offices uh, last year at this time, and now he's a millionaire. You know, never give up on your dreams, man. Let's talk mm-hmm. about UFC really quick, guys, and then we'll get out of here. Or oh, sorry, uh, Dan Wickenteris, excuse me. Gazi Murov, uh, Omar Gaziev defeats Jancy Silva with a knee bar. Marcel nasty submission gets the contract. Uh, we also got Christian Quinones defeats Long Zhao by decision. He gets a contract close fight. Um, you had Javid Basarat defeats. Uh, uh, Omar, the terrorist caller, name caller, Kawan, <laughs> via uh, guillotine choke in a beatdown. It was an epic beatdown, well-deserved beatdown, that guy, for calling the other guy a terrorist. He deserved that. You, Adam, he could have finished that fight in the first Oh, I think he could have, too. I think he wanted to like, kind of put the beating on yeah. the guy. I agree. I agree. And the, the choke was nasty as fuck. Eh? Like, it was so na- Actually, so was Kareem Silva's against uh, Kiwi Yan. That was a nasty mm-hmm. choke, Marcel, and I'm really glad that she's uh, in the UFC. Manuel Torres defeats Colton England. I don't know about this one, man. They look like an eye poke. You know, I think yeah. they should have at least stopped the fight. Like, why continue the fight? Like, why not just be like, hold on, hold on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he just he's like, hey, hey, time. And then they just kept going. Like, that, I, I don't agree know about that. Like, again, though, it's another example. Of, if you're a fighter, you can't call timeout. You have to wait for the ref to do it. And then all of Olivier Murray defeats Ben G to open the card. Still decision. Didn't get a contract, Marcel. But I, I thought he won the fight. It was a terrible fight, though. But I, I thought he won. Barely. But it wasn't a good fight. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, what what were those coaches from Murat on, man? When when he won, they were they were like the two 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 uh, two goofs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Was one of those guys? Wasn't that the interpreter of uh, of Romero once? The guy with the with the yes, tail? Yeah, someone was saying no, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Daniel says, "Adam, don't you respect it is or what we do to Bud?" Listen, Bud is obviously she's a veteran. I've been watching for over ten years, man. I remember watching her strike force when she fought like Holly Holm. I want to say right. So, uh, and Jermaine Duran, I mean, I mean, she's fought everyone, but it's just, she's not an exciting. Her last fight in Belter, she sort of lost the fight against Danny Silva. You know, she's not that exciting. I'm just saying, like, this is the girl they're going to bring to fight Kayla Harrison. This doesn't excite me because I feel like Kaylin Young took her down this fight. 
Caitlin Young took her down. You don't think Caitlin's going to take her down and do the same thing? She's going to smash her. You know, that's the, that's the thing. It's just like, it's a tough spot for Kayla to be in because it's like, you know, everyone's criticizing her saying she's not, you know, she's fighting easy competition. But at the same time, can you really blame her, Marcel? I can't. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think that's going to be it for today's show, guys. We're in a few minutes over. No worries, Marcel. Thanks so much, man, for joining me. Um, apologies for the um, the uh, time difference. Obviously, there was just confusion there between me and Marcel and our stupid clocks. You know what's funny? It changes next week, but um, one of the phone providers here in Canada, they sent the alerts in like half the country today saying that the time changed. Like half the people woke up like what, like an hour earlier or an hour later or whatever. So it was uh, it's pretty funny. Um, but we'll be back tomorrow, Marcel, 4 p.m. Eastern, Marcel. So the same time. What time is it right now for you? What time is it right now? It's now 10, 12. Normally it's, uh, in, uh, now it's 10, 12. Normally it's uh, 11, 12 right now, you know? So you're, tomorrow you're going to be back at 9, 12, yeah, then, right? I, I, <laughs> 9 I just, o'clock. I, I have my eyes a little closed, man. And then I see like you like, well, yeah, well, yeah. That's like, I said, oh, daylight savings time, shit. <laughs> so I, That's like, the thing. I'm like, you must have fell asleep. I felt bad. But anyways, plug yourself. Let's get out of here, man. <laughs> Big Marcel 24, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, MMADNA.NL, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Martin. Podcast is available at maoddbreaker.com. As you guys know, it's also available on Spotify, iTunes, all those places, guys. I always upload it like the next day. So definitely you know, listen to those other means if you can. But we love the live podcast. That's our preference and get the questions in here. Also follow me at bjpen.com, miamianews.com, bookies.com, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting, and the All-Star. I'll be back tomorrow with Marcel, 4 p.m. Eastern to break down UFC 268. Can't wait to talk about that card, guys. It's going to be a fun one. Marcel, have a great day, man, and make sure to be here on time tomorrow.